Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I, uh, we're going to enjoy this question from Zach. Uh, Dr. Price, I've been listening to old Bible Geek episodes in reverse order. Your books are being progressively unwritten. Sort of reminds me of the uh, joke uh, where somebody found a hitherto unknown letter of Beethoven uh, in which he mentions a uh, also hitherto unknown symphony. I said, holy mackerel, I wonder where this could be hidden. Sure love to get a look at it, and so they can't find it anywhere. And finally, somebody says, "Look, I know it's kind of extreme, but what do you say we exhume the body? It's conceivably had it buried with him." Well, all right. So they do, and they open the the coffin lid, and oh my God, there's Beethoven still alive, and he's uh, he's there uh, hastily racing. Uh, the score of the very symphony that we're looking for. And I said, Beethoven, what are you doing? He said, can't you see? I'm decomposing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so your books are being progressively unwritten. And on many occasions, you talk about how Jesus promised to return, gets progressively hedged as the original followers of Jesus died off. And this explains variations in the text. I'm not clear how this makes sense, given the Christ myth theory, however. If there was no Jesus, there were no original witnesses to the prophecy who would be dying off over time. So why would the prophecy be revised and extra explanations added? You mentioned that the transfiguration was taken to be the coming of the kingdom of God, for example. If there wasn't really anyone who thought Christ's uh, return uh, was imminent... Uh, I'm sorry, that's a continuation after the parentheses, the original question. Why would the prophecy be revised and extra explanations added, if there, such as the transfiguration, if there wasn't really anyone who thought Christ's return was imminent? For that matter, how does it make sense for there to be a belief in the return of Christ at all if it was mythology later transformed into history? Finally, it still just doesn't seem plausible to me that early Christians in the mythic scenario would be able to get away with just wholesale inventing the historical Jesus. Wouldn't someone have called them on it since it would be less than a hundred years or so after the claimed events occurred? Are there any examples of early Jewish critics of Christianity pointing out that the New Testament is just midrash on the Old Testament and that the stories are otherwise implausible? Uh, great question, Zach. I mean, that is a really great one. Uh, just to take the second part of your question first, as Nixon used to say, my favorite Quaker theologian, um, the uh, business about uh, whether anyone called him on it, uh, there is this interesting passage in Justin Martyr's dialogue with Trifo, uh, who appears to be kind of fictionalized version of Rabbi Tarfon, who lived around the same time, mid to late 2nd century, and famous man. Uh, in it, he says, you Christians have invented a Messiah for yourself. 
And uh, that is taken as evidence by Christ myth people that uh, Christians were called on it and that some outsiders had said it was fiction. Of course, not all of them did. Um, Kelsus thought, oh yeah, your Jesus existed. He was a two-bit sorcerer, but he existed. Well, this, I think, is uh, it, it doesn't absolutely have to mean that uh, Rabbi Tarfon or Trifo thought that there had been no Jesus and that he was simply a fiction. Uh, I mean, it, it, you don't have to read it that way, but it seems to me anything else starts looking like a harmonization. Uh, that, oh, well, what he meant was you, you have a Jesus, but you've invented the idea that he was the Messiah. Uh, I, I guess it could mean that, but it just seems to me more straightforward if he's saying, you've, you've concocted this Jesus. Um, plus, uh, all the um, places where Justin and Tertullian and others say that pagans said, I mean, what's the big deal with you, Jesus? Uh, we got similar stories about uh, uh, Hercules and the other sons of Zeus. Well, they didn't think those guys existed, not anymore, not these people. So that might imply they, they, they were uh, saying that Jesus was equally pure myth. So there is some evidence uh, that uh, some reason to believe that the ancients uh, had caught on with that. If the Christ was invented, or if the Christ was a historicized myth, let's say, most of the pagan or Jewish references simply don't know that. They're, they're just naturally taking for granted what Christians are, are preaching in those days to some degree. Oh yeah, sure, sure, you got a founder, big deal. Okay, let me get back uh, up to the front part of the question, though, which is a bit more complex. There, all you need to do is to uh, posit that, as Paul-Louis Couchot suggested in his great book, The Creation of Christ, that originally there was an expectation of a Messiah, Son of Man, Suffering Servant, whatever you want to think of him as, some sort of deliverer, uh, and uh perhaps even named Jesus, because there was some evidence that they had believed in a divine or angelic Joshua or Jesus, and that he would come back and so on, partly having to do with the the prophet-like-unto-me thing in Deuteronomy, where uh, Moses is depicted as saying that after I'm gone, Yahweh will raise up a prophet like me, and whoever doesn't heed what he says will be cut off from the people. Well, um, on one level, Samaritans took him to mean Joshua. He's going to be like another Moses, so you know, obey him as you would me, as, as the Wizard of Oz says to the people of Oz. Obey the Scarecrow as you would me. When he goes away to confer and hobnob with his brother wizards. Well, um, another uh, thought was that uh, Samaritans later added Moses himself would come back one day. Uh, the language doesn't really lend itself to that. Others think that, uh, no, it's just a self-defense by the Deuteronomic school of prophets who wrote Deuteronomy, that they're feathering their own nest there, saying that there will be prophets like Moses. Well, that's interesting because that became the belief in the coming of the prophet, like in the Gospel of John. Could he be the prophet? No, search the scriptures, you'll see the prophet doesn't come from Galilee. What prophet? The prophet like Moses. Well, uh, it may well be that they had harmonized the two and thought the prophet like Moses who is yet to come is Joshua in a second coming. 
well, it would make sense, but whatever way you, you construed it, and there are various Christ myth variants on this, uh, these esoteric-minded Jews figured that this, this Savior, this Jesus, would be coming. Time went by. Nothing happened. They grew desperate, and uh, somebody decided that uh, this Jesus, uh, uh, who, who already existed in heaven, uh, he, he had uh, died, uh, sacrificed to the archons and powers and so forth before the foundation of the world, he would appear on the earth. Uh, he just hadn't come yet, and, and uh, perhaps he had appeared in visions to Paul and other early members of the sect. But uh, he would shortly come. And then someone had visions that indicate, no, he already did come. We just didn't know it, and now he's gone. Where'd they get this? Well, as, uh, as G.A. Wells said, look at the similarities between the gospel of Jesus and uh, wisdom in Sirach, wisdom of Solomon, book of Proverbs, etc., even first Enoch. Wisdom is a human type being that existed in heaven at the creation with God and comes down to the earth to teach wisdom to the simple-minded, but they're having none of it and persecute her, uh, and, uh, and so she packs her bags and goes back to heaven where she's welcome. Uh, it says she did it. She has slain her oxen. She set up her house. So she's called people uh, in the streets. Oh, simple ones, come heed my voice, etc. Uh, well, wisdom uh, becomes the logos in Philo, a pre-New Testament writer, just to make it male. Uh, but uh, Wells says that somebody probably just read this and noticed the past tense of it, the perfect tense of it, Will, wisdom came, wisdom has set up her house, her feast, and said, okay, it happened. First Enoch, she went back to heaven. It happened. It says it happened. Uh, so we missed it. I mean, naturally, what, what are those texts saying? Nobody heeded wisdom. So it wouldn't have been a far-fetched inference to draw. And so these guys start saying, what do you know? Uh, he, he came, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, but don't worry, he will come again for the rest of you that didn't see him. Well, none of us saw him. Uh, some have had visions, but he will come shortly, and every eye will see him. Well, as uh, Arthur Drobs said, eventually they said, yeah, he had come in the flesh only recently, and the reason for that was institutional authority against various other visionary believers in such a heavenly being, like Gnostics and such, apocalyptic seers. They wanted an orthodoxy. They did not want belief to be at the mercy of any Tom, Dick, and Harry's uh, revelations. They wanted to say, no, no, we got the orthodox belief from the real Jesus. And you know how we can prove that? Because he came to earth as the founder of the church and appointed 12 guys who appointed our leaders. And we've got the goods right from the horse's mouth. So shake the hand that shook the hand. Uh, that's, and so you have all these scenes like where Peter is challenging Simon Magus. How dare you presume to be an apostle of Jesus? You never even met him as we did. Uh, he came to you in a vision. Yeah, right. Anybody can have a vision or a hallucination. We were with him. 
We know what he said. If he'd really appeared to you, your teaching would agree with ours. Yeah. Or the whole thing in Luke, it's based on that premise. Uh, the apostles, to qualify, have to be those who were with Jesus from the baptism of John up to the ascension. So they saw and heard it, and now, as Paul says about them in Acts 13, now they are his witnesses to the people. So it was institutional consolidation that led to, to a recent historical appearance of a man, Jesus of Nazareth. Once that happened, uh, the uh, you know the second coming thing was was not hard to uh, to uh, to posit because it was obvious that this savior, who you now say showed up, did not revolutionize the world as everyone had originally thought he would. So you had to say, well, this is just a preliminary coming. He'll come and do his thing. Uh, shortly, and, and it's not going to be long now. Well, all right, so you had people that, that placed this coming only earlier in the same generation, fictively. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was taught by Peter, and he was taught by Jesus, uh, who, who did believe that uh, there was a generate, an apostolic generation and that they would not outlast the second coming. It would happen before they were all dead. And then, as time goes by and they begin to kick the bucket in greater and greater numbers, you've got the whole scenario I outline in the book and in the lectures where, uh, yeah, okay, so many of them are dead now. You can't just say this generation will not pass away. Most of them have. Well, how about some standing here? And then it's only one guy they know of who claims to be in touch with the eyewitnesses. And so then it's John 21, and then finally it's 2 Peter 3. The fathers have fallen asleep and still no second coming. Well, don't you get cocky now. There's a reason for that. So all the, uh, the adjustment you have to say is that this process took place once those who had historicized Jesus for their own institutional ends uh, predicted his soon coming, which they no doubt believed in. Or if they didn't, uh, I mean, I don't accuse them of being fakes and frauds. I think they just deduced what they felt they had to. And they placed all their money on this bet that this generation would not pass. And when it did, they had to start backpedaling. And the gospel traditions we have combined stem from different points along this this process. So um, it, it makes sense if there was a Jesus, but I think it also makes sense if there wasn't. It's just that this kind of sidestepping and evasion came about once they had historicized them. So I, I don't really see a problem, though uh, it's uh, it takes a little unraveling, and I'm glad you asked me to do so. Great question. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.